I got to say, I believe, particularly after last night, I believe not only can the Raptors win this series against Milwaukee, they're only a win away, but uh, I got a really good feeling that this team could actually now win the NBA championship. Let's ask our buddy Mike Arsenal from Global News. He joins us here in studio. And uh, Mike, what'd you think about last night? The thing that I loved about the game last night was the fact that they went down early, kind of to be expected when they were back in the uh, enemy barn in enemy territory. But they didn't panic. The Raptors didn't panic last night. I agree. That was the the biggest turning point of the game. You go down 18-4, down 14 points in the first quarter. And yeah, you're kind of punched in the mouth, but you're staggered. They didn't fall down. They kind of kept back. They kept their composure and just kind of chipped away at that lead. And how they've played the last three games has been absolutely incredible. Kawhi's been there each and every game, but it's the role players. It was uh, Fred Van Vliet last night, seven three-pointers. Marcus Gasol has played well. Uh, Norman Powell has uh, had a couple big games He's been awesome, Powell. Playoff yeah. Powell. Yeah. Right? That, that's the new nickname. And it just has been an incredible performance. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, potentially the best player in the league, has looked ordinary. Like all he's doing from the top of the key, he goes toward the basket. Four Raptors converge on him and nothing happens. Their defense has been incredible. They had one turnover in the second half last, last night. That is the perfect recipe to win on the road in the playoffs. That's unheard of, right? Just one turnover. And I like what you said that they got punched in the mouth early because that's one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Mike Tyson that he says everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you throw your strategy out, but the Raptors didn't do that last night. Exactly. They just kind of kept their composure, as you mentioned, and they just kept chipping away at that lead. It was a tough environment. The Milwaukee crowd is going crazy. Aaron Rodgers is crushing beers with one of his uh, defensive linemen, and <laughs> they were able to, again, counteract the Bucks' hot play off the start, and they out- thoroughly outplayed them for the remaining three quarters. Okay, so this obviously bodes well for Saturday night. Uh, just give me your gut feel. Do you think that the Raptors on home court. Nobody thinks the Bucks are going to go down easy because this is the first time all season that Milwaukee's lost three games in a row. Hard to think, or is it, that they might lose four in a row and lose the series? It is hard to believe. I mean, they were the best team in the league through the regular season. They had 60 wins, but they've lost three in a row. And the way the Raptors have played the last three games, if they can continue to play like they did last night with the home crowd, with Drake doing his antics on the sideline, I don't think there's any way the Raptors will lose on Saturday if they play like they did last night. All right, give me your take uh, just briefly here on uh, Drake and uh, what's been going on on the court side. Uh, As we mentioned off the top of the show here this afternoon, it carried over into Milwaukee. As a matter of fact, at this time yesterday, we were talking to a sports reporter from Milwaukee, and I said, like, who you got? Uh, who are you going to counteract uh, Drake with? And he's like, mm, I don't know. We got maybe Arthur Fonzarelli. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we get Henry Winkler in here, one of Milwaukee's <laughs> finest. <laughs> I would take a shoulder up from Henry Winkler, I think. But uh, with Drake, I don't know. His antics are, I mean, it's kind of endearing a little bit. But last night I found it so strange. It looks like they set up a stage just for him. So people at Jurassic Park would watch Drake watch the game. Like I, I found that very confusing. Obviously, security concerns. You can't have Drake and his friends kind of milling about the crowd but when John Tory was there not that he has the same level of fame as Drake he was kind of on the ground level with the crowd it just felt very weird that Drake had his own kind of stage set up it almost felt like performance art so I don't know how much of his fandom is genuine or how much of it is actually a performance I feel like it's genuine I mean he's been with this team for some time now obviously in an official capacity as the their ambassador uh, but I just feel like he really loves the sport and he loves the city and when you combine the two he just can't help uh, show his uh, enthusiasm if you will and I thought you know what it was kind of refreshing to see him in Jurassic Park uh, last night not milling uh, amongst the fans I don't think we can expect that but uh, one thing we got from Drake last night which we rarely do 
is he spoke. He, 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 he had actually a press conference. Yeah, he talked to the media. It, it, and that was, uh, yeah, it was kind of a cool moment to, to see that. And you can say, again, he is very passionate. I have no doubt that he is a big fan of the Toronto Raptors, and he has been for quite a while. It's just some of the histrionic seems, I don't know if it's a little bit uh, of a put on. If you, if I want to say that, with the the stuff last night with him kind of going crazy and the camera always on him, I think maybe that is one of the reasons why maybe people are a little um, perturbed by Drake's actions because he is on camera so often. Yeah, but you know, it just I think for me, anyways, adds to the spectacle. They're all entertainers, whether it's a uh, Drake on the sidelines or these superb athletes that we're watching. They're all there to entertain us at the end of the day. Do you think? And listen, we still got to win another game. But if we end up uh, taking on Golden State uh, in the final, I think this Raptors team, like I said off the top, I'm a believer. Uh, I think they match up real well. They've got a real shot at winning the NBA championship. I get a big if. Uh, they got to get by Milwaukee first. And I think another if, it's depending on what Kevin Durant will show up. Will he be at 100% when he comes back? Will he even come back for the full NBA finals? He was hurt in the last series. He's having a calf issue. They think he will be back for either game one or game two in the NBA finals. That's going to be a big test of of whether the Raptors can actually win the championship because the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant and with Kevin Durant are a completely different animal. Okay, don't want to look too far ahead. We still got to win another game, and of course, game six tomorrow night at Scotiabank Arena. While you're here, also wanted to talk to you about uh, umpires in baseball, and in particular, this experiment that is uh, going on in the Atlantic League, Independent East Coast League. Now, uh, they're testing for Major League Baseball for the first time ever, robotic umpires. They're using an electronic radar system called a TrackMan to call balls and strikes. Do you like this? Is this, a, is this a step in the right direction? As a former baseball player, no. But as a casual fan, I can see why they would be on board with this. Because I, I was a pitcher myself, and there is something romantic about the notion that different umpires have different strike zones, and you kind of have to find out what the umpire wants and kind of uh, attack the zone that way. And if you explain that to someone who's not really a huge baseball fan, it's like, well, that's stupid. The strike zone is the strike zone. Why should it be different depending on the umpire? So I can understand that. I just think it will lose lose something and I think baseball really has an issue right now that it's not really a fun sport anymore it's analytics and it's shifts and it's all that kind of stuff that is kind of making it um, just a little too gray and monotonous and I think we need need more excitement in the game and I think having human umpires um, add to that and I think having robot umpires will kind of make it more clinical and sterile you know I want to see the first manager come out rush out of the dugout and argue with a robot yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, there's, oh, there's always that would be, be entertaining. Yeah, just yeah, Lou Pinello. What's he get? Is he going to kick the computer or something? But, okay. <laughs> yeah, instead of kicking dirt on their shoes, since obviously robots probably don't wear shoes, they're, they're going to kick it like a vending machine or, or something. You try and get a hacker to work for a team in the dugout, and you try and hack into oh, the umpiring yeah. system, and then you can make up your own calls. I, again, I don't even know if something <laughs> like that is possible, but um, I, I don't know. It just seems it just seems kind of weird. Like I, I understand if you have the technology, you want to get the calls right. Right, but there is something to be said of the human element. And I think a lot of baseball players, and for 150 years of the game of baseball, you have to kind of deal with mistakes. You have to deal with that, with that in every sport when there's a the human element. All right, but is it time to maybe remove the human element? And would that make the game a little fairer, a little quicker, a little faster? And uh, there's no debate anymore. You know, uh, machines, occasionally computers, 
go down, they break down, they make mistakes, you got to hit Control-Alt-Delete. But if uh, we've got this down to a science where we know that a strike is a strike and it's not up to, uh, you know, human decision or human being anymore, does that not, uh, by definition, make the game fairer? I mean, I definitely see your point. If you look at tennis, they have the Hawkeye line calling system. Yeah. So you wouldn't have John McEnroe if he was playing tennis now, right? Because his big thing was disagreeing with line calls, the human element. So as I'm thinking about this and thinking about the game of tennis, it is awesome having the Hawkeye system in there. It's just as a baseball guy at heart, it would seem extremely weird to not have umpires there. But I see the allure of it for someone who has maybe not played the game for their entire life of that it would make sense to kind of remove the human element and we just want to get the call right. Yeah, don't you? think it's coming to sport just not baseball but all sports i mean there's been so much talk during the stanley cup playoffs about the refs and the number of mistakes that have been made and that hand pass in particular in the uh, san jose st louis uh, series that this is coming uh you know you and i might sit here and romanticize about uh, human umpires and the way things uh, were but uh, technology waits for no one and that there's a day and it's fast coming where we're going to see this not only in baseball but just in every sport i think that's 100 percent. and i mean yeah the robots are coming I think to any professional sport and yes it's I can see the allure I can see the point it's just hard for me as a baseball guy to be a fan of it but again if you look at other sports something like tennis with the Hawkeye line calling system it is getting calls right and you're right probably 10-15 years down the road this won't even be a conversation You'll be like can you remember when you had human umpires how dumb was that yeah <laughs> I'm just wondering is it going to be like I remember Captain Pike on the original Star Trek we had like a red lit up for no and green let up for uh, Jeff, yes. This is way before my time. Okay. Well, you know what? The Star Trek is a forebearer of so many things in our lives, and maybe this is another one of them because I'm wondering how they call uh, balls and strikes. So, uh, you know, is it going to be like red if it's a ball, green if it's a strike? <laughs> wait, wait, where, what are you looking at? Is it going to be kind of behind the catcher for the ball or strike? So it will be curious to see what the Atlantic League does to so fans uh, watching at home and fans watching the stadium and even the players themselves. How are you going to know when the pitch is a ball or strike? If it's a strikeout, is there going to be a, a voice that comes over and say, hey, you're out of here? How do players react to striking out? It will be fascinating to see for sure. Oh, we got to get, I don't know who's got the greatest strikeout call in uh, Major League Baseball, but we got to get that strike. I don't want to hear some automated, uh, you know, voice that goes, strike, you know. How about we get Leslie Nielsen from the Naked Gun, his ball and strike calls <laughs> from the Naked Gun. That would be uh, one way to do it. Maybe fans could vote. They could choose. Enrico Palazzo. Why not? I say, whoever he may be. That's over my head like Captain Pike was yours, my friend. No, that's everyone. They they thought Leslie Nielsen was Enrico Palazzo and Naked Gun. Do we have to watch Naked Gun together, Jeff? Is that what our next outing will be? Uh, we may, just before I cancel my cable. So we're going to have to do it before the Raptors are eliminated from the playoffs. And then I'll watch some Star Trek with you. There we go. Done. Mike Arsenault, great to see you as always. Have a good weekend and enjoy the Raps game tomorrow night. Thanks, you too.